0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
1: Hello, everyone. Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is Wednesday and Yeah, I don't even know where to start with this one. What a crazy, crazy night at Kenilworth Road last night. Arsenal beating Luton 4-3. Declan Rice popping up with a 97th minute winner to spark genuinely mad, wild celebrations in front of the Arsenal away end. It was just a bonkers night from start to finish. And yeah, I'm still trying to kind of, trying to come to terms with it. I got home really late last night from the game, watched the highlights this morning, things sort of going over everything again and trying to piece it all together to work out what I'm going to say in this because it was actually a really, I thought it was a really good Arsenal performance last night. But obviously there were some massive, massive errors at the defensive side of things or certainly with the goalkeeping side of things that made it far closer than it should have been. I actually thought Arsenal played very, very well and should have won this game you know very very comfortably and when you look at what Luton have done at home this season against um, pretty much everyone they've played in fact they've not lost by more than one goal at home all season and that's they certainly should have done last night arsenal were utterly dominant for large periods of that game and really should have won comfortably but just Poor, poor defensive play and goalkeeping play cost them and made it a lot tighter than it should have been. But there was a lot to like about that Arsenal performance. I'm going to talk about it all today. We'll go through my player ratings, look at Mikel Arteta's reaction, talking about obviously Declan Rice, Kai Havertz, David Raya, of course. I'll do my Arsenal player ratings at the end. So plenty to talk about on what was a truly, truly dramatic night that went the entire distance, in fact, from... Uh, The Luton fans inside the stadium and Luton players as well went beyond the distance because they were very, very unhappy at the full time whistle that it did not go at the 96 minute mark. Of course, the ref saying six minimum, six minutes stoppage times we played. I think the goal went in on 60, uh, 96 and 27 seconds. And the Luton fans absolutely furious, but the Arsenal fans absolutely delighted. And this is a video uh, a little bit bright, I'm afraid, but I captured this from the press box yesterday after full time. You can see there are the Arsenal players legging it over to the away end to, to celebrate with them. And yes, it's only looting, and people will be saying that, but this was another huge win. These sort of games, the momentum, the, you know, when the goals go in like that, the belief it gives you that you can keep going till the end. And we've seen this is something that Arsenal are doing this season again. They're scoring late goals. They're continuing to believe in themselves. They keep plugging away and they're getting themselves over the line. It would be nice if it was a little bit more comfortable at times, but this is a Premier League and you've got to fight till the very end to get the win most of the time. And Arsenal did that yesterday and you know, big players pop up with big moments and there is no bigger player than Declan Rice at the moment when it comes to Arsenal. What a sign in has been 105 million pound, absolute steal, an absolute bargain. Arsenal West Ham should be getting another hundred million from Arsenal for him. He's that good. He's making that much of a difference just a genuinely world-class footballer playing for Arsenal, who is making a big, big difference this season. Really, really brilliant scenes at the end. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a, just a crazy game. It really generally was. I mean, Arsenal dominated it. So I'm uh, uh, bringing the stats up. 23 shots Arsenal had. Luton had just six. Arsenal had nine on target. Luton had four. 67% possession for Arsenal. 589 passes to 296. Uh, eight corners to three. It was a very, very one-sided game. A fair play to Luton. They really fought for absolutely everything. It was like a cup match. It really was. I mean, the whole feel of it in that stadium when you're there, the how the fans are absolutely right on top of the pitch. And just the facilities, everything about it, it just makes it feel like a like a cup match. Your classic go away in the FA Cup third round to a championship side or something like that, league one side, and just know that you are going to be in for one hell of a competitive night. And that's how it proved. Luton were flying in for the tackles. I bet the Arsenal players, there's so many bumps and bruises around uh, this morning as they're getting up. Bakaya Saka getting absolutely clattered left, right and centre, as usual, Gabriel Jesus as well, Gabriel Martinelli. Within a minute, pretty much, Gabriel Martinelli had got one in the back that I think really impacted him for the rest of the game. He was never entirely comfortable after that. And that's the kind of thing that Arsenal had to deal with. But I thought they dealt with it very, very well. They grew into the game after the first sort of 20, 25 minutes when it was a little bit slow and tight. And that was always going to have to be the case, I think, because of the way Luton were going to come out. But after that, I thought Arsenal really grew into it. They started to create chances. They got themselves in front. And you thought at that point, job done. You've silenced the crowd. You've got yourself in control of the game. You've got to lead go on and see it out. Unfortunately, (laughs) the game didn't quite pan out that way. The equaliser from Luton was really disappointing. Of course, it was just a completely free header from a corner. So soon after getting in front as well made it even more more disappointing. And it was something we haven't really seen from Arsenal too much. I know last season, there was a little bit of a period when they weren't great from set pieces, but I think they've been much better than that this season. But Osho is just left completely unmarked. I think it was Martinelli who who, who lost him. Martinelli or Jesus kind of got in each other's way and Show just peeled off and just was in an absolutely open space. It was a good header, but you know just far too much space and disappointing from Arsenal. But then they go down the pitch, they get themselves back in front just before halftime. Really quality goal as well. Uh, Saka again involved. It was Saka who set up Martinelli for the first. Then his little pass through to set up Ben White it was brilliant. Ben White's cross was fantastic. And there was Gabriel Jesus with the header. Jesus will be getting a really riled up during the first half. I think out of all the players, the Luton tactics was really getting to So I was a little bit worried it was going to spill over and he was going to do something stupid. He did get himself booked, but no more than that, thankfully. But um, yeah, they, he was getting riled. You could see his head was going a little bit, but he you know, he kept his head. He stayed calm and he popped up at the back post of a lovely header, two on at half time. And again, sitting down in a press room at half-time talking to a couple of journalists, and it was just like, oh, they'll go on and win this fairly comfortably now. You just you felt like Luton wouldn't be able to continue with the intensity they were playing with the first half. When you look at Luton's stats, I think they'd only conceded 25% of all the goals they conceded in the first half, and they conceded 75% in the second. So all the data and the stats suggested they were going to run out of steam in the second half. And so you thought Arsenal would go on and, and probably seal the game by a couple of goals, but then... David Ryer had a mad few minutes and we'll talk about David Ryer a little bit later on in in the show, but obviously not good enough from the corner. It should have done far, far better. If you're going to come like that, you've got to claim it. And he didn't even get close to claiming it. It was really weak and it suddenly it was 2-2. And then worse was to follow Ross Barkley, who played pretty well, fair play to him. You know, it was a good move. It was a decent enough shot, but David Ryer's got to be keeping that out. And uh, that was really disappointing. Uh, that's, I just don't know. He got his positioning all wrong. He didn't get down quick enough. And it was just really disappointing from David Ryer. And suddenly again, Arsenal were leading in 2-1. had completely turned on its head. And it's 3-2. You're thinking, where do we go from here? What's the next bit of drama to happen? Well, that was Kai Havertz scoring. Lovely little ball from Gabriel Jesus. Great finish from Kai Havertz. Still half an hour to go. And plenty of time for Arsenal to go on and get the winner, you thought. But it just didn't happen. They were plugging away. They should have had a penalty. Absolutely should have had a penalty. Gabriel... Uh, was going to get his head on a corner and he just got his arm pulled. The replay showing how that's not a penalty, I don't know. I can understand the ref not giving it because he probably was a little bit unsighted. But if you're VAR and you're watching that, I don't get how that's not a penalty. I genuinely don't. Even the one on Saka afterwards, which was more of a foul, it's my kind of instruction. I think that could easily be a penalty. But the one on Gabriel, definitely a penalty. I don't know how that's not. And at that point, they thought it's just not going to be Arsenal's night. But they kept going, kept going. And Declan Rice... That wonderful, wonderful header right at the end from Odegaard's excellent cross. Bang, 4-3, three, all three points. Arsenal move five points clear at the top of the table. Just drama of the highest, highest quality. And just the Premier League... Uh, at its very, very best. And Mikel Arteta, understandably after the game, really, really happy. On He said, I like, really enjoyed it, especially the end, the incredible thing about football, the emotions and the moments that you live together with a lot of people. It was a special night. Credit to Luton for the incredible atmosphere they created and the way they played, the way they coached, they made they, the way they made life really difficult us for us. But we found a win. The Resilience, the character and quality that the team showed and how much we wanted it. It was great talking about on winning late and falling behind and coming back to win and what that means. He said, playing every three days, you have to win every game and every game, the demands are there. It's the way they go about it, how much they want it. We had a talk at halftime. They think we had to do better and they were so willing. Sometimes it was better than others. Today, we conceded some goals that we are going to be disappointed with, but that's part being part of it as well. It's going to happen and how we react. And it was great. We don't want to draw. We want to win that drive, that energy, the risk and emotion that we put on the pitch. You can sense it. I think we should have scored before with the chances we had, but we didn't. We tried hard until the end and we got rewarded. Um, And there is a lot to like about the fact that Arsenal keep winning these games late. Yes, it would be much nicer if they would just have had it all done and dusted 20 minutes from time. All a lot calmer, all a lot less stress-free, aren't they, those sort of wins. But the fact that they can keep going, they can raise themselves to continue to go until the 97th minute to get a win says a lot about this team and their determination to get themselves over the line. And obviously, when you've got a player like Declan Rice, who just makes things happen, you know, this isn't his first late goal in an Arsenal game. He's having a habit of them now. And I think that just says an awful lot about him. He's a one trying to get them over the line. And that's what great players do. It's what great leaders do. And he's done it again, talking on him scoring about another late winner. Mikel said, yeah, he scored three. He has one more to go, so it will happen. I don't know when, but it will happen. He had an incredible game again. The leadership, the quality that he's showing every week and every game, he's getting better and better. And then he has the capacity when he goes in the opponent's box. He's got that smell and ability to put the ball in the back of the net. And he certainly does. I think, what must be four goals? I haven't checked, but it must be four goals for Declan Rice now. I think, and you think, really key goals as well. The last minute goal against Manchester United, the crucial equaliser against Chelsea uh, last night. I feel like I'm missing another one as well, uh, which I can't think of off the top of my head. But you know, he's popping up with really, really crucial goals at crucial stage of the games for Arsenal, and um, you know that says a lot about the quality of the player. Right, well, we've got to talk about David Ryan now. And, you know, I, I admit I was obviously there last night doing my player ratings and stuff for goal. And it was a complete rewrite at the end when Declan Rice scored. It, it was the joys of being a journalist. When you're up there and you're writing, you have to try and get something out pretty much bang on the whistle. And so you're starting to write. And obviously it was 3-3 at that time. It looked like it was going to be two drop points for Arsenal, mainly because of errors from David Ryan, And so huge amounts of my what I was writing, the intros, it was all about David Ryan and the Aaron Ramsdale situation and Mikel Arteta and... In fact, more questions were going to be asked. Yes, Arsenal went and got themselves over the line at the other end. And that spared David Raya's blushes a little bit. And a lot of the headlines now are about Declan Rice and rather than about David Raya. But it was really poor from David Raya. There's no getting away from it. Um, the first half, he was fine. You know, I couldn't do anything with a goal. Handling was good. Kicking was good. And I remember sitting at halftime, I was just starting to do my player ratings. And I'd, I'd started David Rice. You know, after about 50 minutes, and you know, I hadn't done anything wrong, looked very tidy and composed, and then bang, the corner comes in. It's just nowhere near it. If you're going to come, you have to be stronger than that. It was really, really weak. Uh, I don't think defending was great in terms of some of the defenders. You know, Adebeo just had a big free run on things, and he's a very big guy. And when he does that, he's going to get up towering like he did, but it was just weak from Raya, there was nothing there, and then the, 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 Barkley one disappointed me even more than that, because Raya's a good shot stopper. And I don't know if it's just confidence or or what. He was still thinking about the error that led to the second goal, but it was really poor. You know, it just got down so slowly. just can't be getting beaten from there. You've got to be better than that. And it is an issue. There's no doubt it's an issue. We're talking about David Raya errors. When... Ramsdale came in for his appearance at Brentford. We're talking about Ramsdale errors. And again, it's this goalkeeper situation that has been created by Arsenal, by Mikel Arteta. Is it helping either goalkeeper? I just don't think it is. You know, David Rye is a better goalkeeper than he's showing at the moment for Arsenal. I have absolutely no doubt about that. He is. I know he is. I've seen him when he's been in the Premier League with Brentford before. He's a very good goalkeeper. He's miles better than what he's doing at Arsenal at the moment. And I think the whole situation is... is He's finding it very, very difficult to deal with. The pressure, the spotlight, the fact that Ramsdale's there every time he makes a mistake. He knows the camera's been on Ramsdale. And when Ramsdale comes in, he knows all the pressure's on him. He knows he can't afford a mistake because everyone, the cameras are going to be on him. And this situation, it's the one worry at the moment. You know, Arsenal, fantastic. They're five points clear at the top of the Premier League. They won their Champions League group with a game to spare. So all is good and very good and very positive. But there is just this one issue that is hanging over the team at the moment. And it is the goalkeeper situation. And it doesn't seem to be getting any better. And Mikel Arteta wasn't very keen to talk about it yesterday when asked about Raya's performance. He said, we have to defend better the situations of the team. There are certain things leading to the goals. And it's not about blaming. We have never done that. And we're not going to do that now. It's about how the team reacts to that because it's going to happen. And I love that response. When asked if he was at fault for the two goals, he said, I think we can defend the goals much better. That's for sure. So he's not, you know, he didn't want to, he was never, well, he was never gonna hang David Rara out to dry. Of course he's not. And as always with Arteta, when you try and talk about individual, most of the times he will he will make it as a team thing. Even if that's something good or if it's something bad, he will turn it into the team thing. He doesn't really like talking about individuals. But it will be a big concern to him. It has to be. You know, I think Brentford's XG yesterday was about 0.6, something like that. Arsenal's was three. You know, it should have been a comfortable 3-0 victory, basically, or a 3-1 victory or a 4-1 victory. But the fact it was 4-3. Is all down to poor goalkeeping from David Raya and poor defending as well. I think both have to be linked in a way. Um, And that is a concern because you don't need, you shouldn't be going and having to score four goals to win a game. And uh, to be fair, you know, Arsenal haven't conceded too many this season. But yeah, it's a concern. And if, if you're Aaron Ramsdale, you're sitting on the bench and you're watching that and you're thinking, why am I not getting a go here? You know, Ryer is making. These weren't the first mistakes David Ryer's made. Ramsdale be thinking, why aren't I getting a go here? But then when Ramsdale did get a go against Brentford, you know, he struggled again. And again, it just comes back to this situation that has been created that I don't think is helping any goalkeeper. I'm convinced we won't see the best of David Ryer at Arsenal until Aaron Ramsdale leaves. And I'm convinced if Ramsdale comes back in and gets established as number one, we'll probably not see the best of Aaron Ramsdale again until David Ryer leaves or if he leaves and. That's the situation that has been created here by Arsenal. And it does all feel a little bit unnecessary, but it is a situation. It is how it is. And I don't see it changing. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Mikel Arteta does here. And if David Raya can bounce back for that, he was obviously very involved in the celebrations. He came legging down the pitch to celebrate. You saw him embracing Declan Rice. He knew he'd got him out of a sticky situation. But now the spotlight's going to be on David Raya again. The next game, Arsenal go to Aston Villa. They're going to be under a lot of pressure. Team that score a lot of goals, that have a lot of attacking threat. They're going to be putting the pressure on Arsenal at Villa Park on Saturday evening. It's going to be a really intense game. Can David Raya handle that situation? Is what happened against Luton going to be playing on his mind? You know, it's all questions that are going to be answered. But it's a uh, yeah, it's it's not great, put it that way. And I'm sure lots of you, lots of you agree. (laughs) Mikel Arteta will not be on the touchline. Against Aston Villa. He's going to be in the stands. He is suspended because he got booked last night for celebrating the last minute goal. You can see if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see the picture of him celebrating right now. Obviously, very, very happy. I've seen the footage. There must have been something that went on outside of the footage that the TV cameras picked up of the celebrations because it doesn't look like he barely even leaves his technical area. It's a 97th minute winner. You're going to celebrate. And it doesn't look like he does anything particularly bad, he doesn't go very far. Um, but he gets a book in. It's his third one of the season, and that means that he's banned for a game, and he'll be sitting in the stands at Aston Villa. Mikel was asked about it afterwards, to, uh, talking to Beyond Sports. He said, yeah, I could not be sitting on my seat, unfortunately, so I left there. I had no spatial awareness at all. It was just pure emotion. So if that's a yellow, okay, it's a yellow. So he accepted the yellow card. Um, But he, again, just looking at the celebrations, just think, how are you getting the yellow for that? He must have done something. Some people have been saying he threw a bottle or something. I mean, I haven't seen that. Uh, if he threw a bottle, then fair enough, it is a yellow card. But if he just got booked for celebrating a 97th minute win and this is crazy, I mean, just sucking the life out of football and all of that, whether this is going to be, make a big impact at Aston Villa, we'll have to wait and see. I remember when Arteta was out for the Man City game on New Year's Day a couple of years ago when he had COVID and Albert Steuzenberg led the team. Arsenal were brilliant in that first half without Mikel Arteta. So hopefully it's not going to have too much of an impact at Aston Villa. Ideally, Arteta would be down there. you think the players would want him down there, but he's not. He's going to have to be in the stand is going to be taking control on the touchline and uh we'll wait and see how much of an impact he has but yeah Mikel Arteta banned for the upcoming game against Aston Villa. All right let's talk about player ratings now shall we. Now Declan Rice obviously grabbing the headlines uh this morning for what he did David Rice obviously grabbing the headlines for what he did in the wrong way at the other end but I thought Kai Havertz was exceptional in this game. I thought it was his best game in an Arsenal shirt by a distance and he's had some good games recently but I thought he was excellent not just a goal his third and fourth game in four games for Arsenal, but he's just all-round play. I thought there was really, really positive sign from Kai Havertz, which is uh, really, really encouraging. So player ratings-wise, David have given a three. Like I said, first off, I thought he looked pretty good. He was comfortable. He did everything neat and tidy. His handling was good. He made a couple of saves that were comfortable saves. But then just that mad 8 minutes spell where he let in the second and third goal, just really, really poor, not good enough. You can't be doing things like that if you want to win the title. And uh, it does raise even more questions about Arteta's decision and if is good enough. So he gets a three for me. Ben White gets a seven. Put under pressure early on. They did press the full very, very intensely, Luton, in that first half. And um, Kivior, I think, struggled to deal with it more than Ben White did. White grew into the game. His assist was brilliant for Jesus' goal. Um, so I gave Ben White a seven. Saliba and Gabriel gave them a seven. It really, really, really troubled. It seems mad when you are looking at a game where you've defence has conceded three goals, but they honestly weren't. They were in complete control for the majority of that game. Um and it was just really disappointing goals that Arsenal conceded that I know that Arteta will be fuming about when he when all the analysis analysis takes place this morning at London Colney. They gave those to a seven Kiviora gave a six just didn't look entirely comfortable. Like I said that you could tell there was a real strong tactic for Luton to really press it was almost a fullback to the trigger point for the Luton press yesterday you could see whenever the ball went out wide that was it. That's when they went White dealt with it better than Kivior did. Kivior obviously a centre back, so he's not as comfortable playing in that position, um, and he, he did struggle at times in possession. So I gave Kivior a six. Uh, Declan Rice has to get man of the match for me. I'm giving him an eight. Um, I thought he was really, really good, and obviously popped up the crucial. In fact, i will give him nine. I'm giving him a nine. I did give him an eight. I'm pumping up to a nine for the last minute winner. Um but just an all round excellent performance from Declan Rice. Lovely header, of course, but he's seen that second after. On. he was really, really pushing to try and make something happen, and yeah, uh, and he did that at the end with the, with the goals. He gets nine. I have it. Gets an eight, we play really well. I have a, it's a really good week play, held the ball up well. A lot of drive at times to go forward to run with the ball, which we just weren't seeing in the first couple of months with him in an Arsenal shirt. Took his goal really well. Lovely run to get on the end of Gabriel Jesus's pass. Uh, so he gets an eight. Odegaard, I'm going seven. He sort of, I thought he was quite quiet in the first half early on. And then he grew into the game. Second half, he saw lots of the ball. Was Probing, trying to find a way through. Obviously, it was his cross that led to the winner as well. Got his assist. So I gave Odegaard a seven. Jesus, I thought was excellent. Gave him an eight. Goal uh, for him. Assist for him as well. Um, so, yeah, really good performance again from Gabriel Jesus. Saka, gave an eight. Got booted up in the air all night long, Bakayi Saka. Just, they were just going through him constantly. He must be in so much pain this morning. Honestly, I don't know how he gets up from all these challenges. Uh, for Kiyosaka, the things he has to deal with. But he did it really well again last night. Set up the goal for Martinelli. Brilliant pass for Ben White in the um, for the second goal as well. And just constantly probed and caused Luton's problems. Held the touchline, spread that made the pitch as wide as possible. Uh, so, yeah, he gets an eight for me. Martinelli, seven. Took a big hit, like I said, really in the first couple of minutes, right on his back. You could see he was uncomfortable the whole game. Uh, did score, which was great. Uh, needed that goal in the Premier League for him. He went off quite early in the second half. I wouldn't be surprised. That back just seemed to be affecting him throughout the game. So I gave Gabriel Martinelli a seven. The two subs who came on were Trossard and Zinchenko. Trossard was pretty bright, got on the ball plenty. I gave him a uh, six. Zinchenko, I gave a seven. Uh, It was really good, I thought, Zinchenko when he came on and played a key role in the winning goal as well. Arteta, I gave a six in my ratings. Subs worked, I thought, especially bringing Zinchenko on. I thought it was a smart sub. He only brought on two, but they both made Arsenal better and more of a threat, I thought, in the second half. But, again, it's his decision to be starting David Raya at the moment. And at the moment, it's causing issues. So, yeah, Mikel Arteta gets a six from me. Uh, just before I leave, not great on Takiro Tomiyasu. This is what Mikel Arteta had to say in his press conference after the game. He said, we had a scan. It's not good news. He's got an injury in his calf and he's going to be out for a while. So it was quite a positive update, or sounded like a positive update, at the press conference on Monday not quite so positive this time. Out for a while, looking at potentially I don't know up to about a month maybe for Takahiro Tomiyasu. That's the sort of time frame it's often been with him when he's had these calf issues. Real shame. He's been playing so well. Got himself in the team. Was really pushing either fullback to take that starting spot. You know, he would have definitely played at Anfield. He would have definitely played at Villa Park on Saturday. And now he's going to be sidelined for a few weeks. And that is really really disappointing for Arsenal, and it's really disappointing from Tomiyasu as well. So, yeah, that was a bit of a downer on what were otherwise turned into quite a good night for Arsenal. All right, that's it from me. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Of course, be back tomorrow to do my usual show in the morning. I think myself and James Benj are going to be doing inside Arsenal extra time tomorrow evening or afternoon as well. So please do if you want to get involved in that. If you've got a separate sort of question for me or James Benj, just start it with extra time and then the question or the comment or the opinion We'll pull them all together and put a few of them into the show and uh, anything else you want to talk about and discuss and just reply as always in the comments below. I'll talk... about that in tomorrow morning's episode have a great day everyone i'll speak to you soon